Welcome to Intro to Coding 101. In this class, you will learn to design a video game entirely from scratch. Once you have completed this course, you will be able to create any game you wish. Even one that involves your father needing to rescue you from your stepfather that you are secretly plotting to murder. The only requirement for this class is that while you are here, you must listen to the Serenity episode of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. And welcome to this week's edition of the I'd Like a Refund podcast. I'm, of course, your host, Ryan. Joining me, as always, Cameron, how are we doing today? Hi, I'm all right. Yep. <laughs> yeah, 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 sure. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, what about you, Joel? Are you feeling the same way? No, I'm feeling better than that, I think. Ba- based on what that sounded like, I'm feeling better than that. Um, yeah. I don't know. Were you guys like bummed that we had to like skip a week like i didn't like not that i thought i wouldn't miss it but i was like oh like like this feels weird that we haven't recorded and i feel like i haven't talked to you guys forever yeah i'll i'll say the inter that i i will say the one positive thing about skipping the week is that i was able to watch the bachelor while it aired live so i didn't have to avoid social media for ah, okay. spoilers you know right yeah that's a that's a good thing yeah, no, so it's, no, no, it's not. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. No, it's not. And I'll be able to talking? do the same thing tomorrow as well. It's true. Well, we just wow. had a. Didn't we have like a? We were on like a Zoom call together like three days ago. Yeah, yeah but it's like it. It was like short. We just got in talking. It was talking short. Business. We were on the phone for two and a half hours. <laughs> what are you talking okay. about? When we record these episodes, we're usually on here for like four. Nobody, don't go inside baseball for people yet. They don't need to know how long this actually takes. Oh, us. they no. need to know. They need yeah. to know. We get the this takes we get us that, four hours of recording we, and fifteen we, hours of post. We get the hour and forty five minute episode done in thirty five minutes. It's a miracle. Yeah, we do a great we do a great job over here. We talk as really we fast. get started on this week's episode, Joel, you always have a fun little question for us. What do you got for the Serenity fans this week? Do you guys like fishing? Is this the real question? That's the, no, that's not the real. I question. was going to say oh, wow. Because the answer is yes. So, uh, okay. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, my my question might be kind of spoiler spoilery. Are we okay with just going right into that? Yeah, it's Serenity. Who gives? A okay, shit? if you guys are gonna make a video game, what would your video game be about? And Cameron, I feel like this is very up your alley. Not that you don't like video games, Ryan, but. Uh, what are Cam- you talking about? I know, I know, that's yeah. what I'm saying. But I'm, I think- one of, I'm one of like the 15 people that got a PS5. What are you talking about? Okay, He's well, one that- of the three people that still that's, plays Avengers. That's, that's just true. Oh, <laughs> that's a good point. He's, he's not wrong. Either way, I'm starting with Cameron. He's the one wearing a gaming headset. Yeah, the thing with me is I don't really, like when it comes to video games, I really don't care about story. Like a lot of people say like, oh, I play games for the stories. It's like why games like The Last of Us or... Yeah. Um, What's another one that's Ghost really of Tsushima? Well, Horizon Zero Dawn. Her, well, like those ones, like Uncharted. I, I don't care about story. God of okay? War. But see, God of War. All I, all I care about is gameplay, <laughs> and if the gameplay is interesting and the gameplay is fun, right? Like, what was I it? It was. It was Bioshock. Was the one that you told me that Bioshock was incredible. is incredible. Yeah, but that's because Cameron actually sent me. T- we were on the phone, and he sent me ten dollars so I would buy it. So yeah, Bioshock <laughs> Infinite. Yeah, uh, because that's the, one of the rare games where like the gameplay is really, really, really fun, but like 
the story is actually seems interesting because like so many like like the thing about video games and pacing is that you're tell you're trying to tell a story a around eight hours long and like and it just feels like dumb playing little bits in between it but like bioshock actually like melded those two together those two things together very well so like for me honestly i feel like if i were to make a game it would just be a game where you shoot stuff and then get stuff and you get stronger i don't know like destiny or the division i don't know mm -hmm. i don't care about it like oh i guess it would be something kind of like zelda as well so like they're like i really like puzzles so like it's a shooter but there's like puzzles you have to solve in it okay it's like a looter shooter basically yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. looter shooter but with puzzles there we go that right shoes, rally. It would, would it be like a games of service game where you're constantly updating it like over a couple of years? Or? Yeah, a lot of people don't like uh, live service games. I think that's kind of dumb in my opinion. It's like I understand not liking like the paywall aspect. I like I like it. it if it's good. Like, yeah, if it's, if it's, like if it's, it's giving well. me good con like a lot of these like we just had with like Anthem. Like I don't know if you guys yeah. saw that in the news the other day. Anthem just you know closed up shop. That's a games of service, but they launched it uh, improperly and it died. Um, Avengers is a game that you just talked about that it's gonna uh, die. Eventually, <laughs> uh, uh, much sooner than they had hoped it would, yeah. especially with that IP. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I, I'm assuming you're gonna throw to me next. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. Up. yeah. Um, okay, so when Cameron said all those people that play like the solo campaign story games, I'm that person. Um, so that's my favorite style of game. Uh, but I do like the multiplayer aspect of games as well. If well, I was, yeah. I like solo like don't get me wrong like the Spider-Man games of recently incredible. are so good but I don't care about the story I just I skip through the story I just want to play as Spider-Man no I like yeah you skip through the cutscenes. Yeah, like yeah. If, the, if it was like an interactive game where like at your gameplay is like is the cutscene basically like that would be fun like but, I like, like the Telltale games yeah, those right? are good. Those I like are, Telltale. You know, but those aren't really video games. That, you know. Yeah, those yeah, those are just They're interactive just, movies. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but it's easy to get the platinum trophies on those, so they're great. Um I guess uh could I just take a game that's bad and just make a better version of it? Sure. An option? Why not? Cool. We gonna, already have been talking about the Avengers, so <laughs> Yeah, well I'm not gonna do that one. Uh I'm gonna do a different one. Uh, I'm gonna I'm going to trigger all of the cyberpunk fans. Be like, I'm going to make a version of cyberpunk that actually works. Okay. Yeah. That game sucks. Yeah. That's that good. Game's, yeah. That game's trash. Yeah. I got a buddy. I got a I buddy. Brian. Three hours of it. My friend, Brian, he, um, he, it Shouts was loading Brian. so poorly on his PlayStation that I believe I got this right. He got the credit back on his PlayStation and downloaded it on Google Stadia and he plays it on his phone because the quality is better on his oh, phone yeah. <laughs> with Stadia than it was on the PlayStation 4. So anytime your game runs better on a mobile device than like a $500 gaming system, you got to do that every time. Yeah. Um, so I would just make a better version of that. Um, what about you, Joel? What's your answer? Mine would be pretty boring, honestly. Because Frogger. Yeah. <laughs> Real life Frogger. Um, I just like a lot of like open world games, but like I want one to legitimately be like open, like world, like the entire world. Um, so I would just like this like massive game where I could just basically. You guys watch The Office? Yeah. You know, like when Dwight Who has like. Who do you think we are? Shut up. You know, like when Dwight has Second Life. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what I want. Like just somewhere where I could just have another me, and it'd be like, oh, my character went to his job today and made money, and now I'm gonna use that money to fly to Spain and like. I don't know. I just want like these massive open world games. Why don't you just play Open Life then, or Second Life? 
I don't think that's really a game. It is. Is it really a game? Yeah, Second Life is a game. Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought they were making that up for the <laughs> No, it's a real game. Isn't oh. there another is, isn't there like a not a sequel, but isn't there like another iteration of that game coming there's out? There's like soon? second uh there's like a couple of different ones, but like the people who play those games like they're like talk about paywall games. People invest thousands and thousands oh, yeah. and See, thousands I wouldn't, into I would that not game. do that. Like did you guys ever play uh like did you have PS three? You guys yeah. did yeah, you do you remember the freaking what was it called? Like playstation world or something like that and it was only on there for a little while but it was like it was something like that like you had an avatar your avatar had an apartment and like there was like a casino and a bowling alley i know and, like, a, i know i know what you're talking about yeah, yeah and you could that. like go do stuff and you'd like earn like coins that you could use to, like decorate your apartment and buy clothes yeah. and stuff it was like, like a it was like a souped up version of sims yeah just on like exactly. the playstation yeah, yeah it, it was, was weird fun. like it was one of those things like everybody tried it because like this is like an it was like they tried to like push it with like the nintendo wii's like me characters mm-hmm. where like you can create yourself but in this one there's like an actual world you can explore right. it wasn't that good though unfortunately yeah it wasn't great but it like it killed a lot of time like i had not known but i had my ps3 for probably like two years before i found out that was even a thing yeah and then it was like i played it for like the last like year it existed but yeah but i it digress sound- i mean yeah it sounds like a better video game than the one involved in the film serenity Absolutely. And that, that takes us back into this week's film. Now, Cameron, you chose the film Serenity. Yeah, I did. Um, it's funny because when we picked this and we were originally going to air it in February, it was going to fit along with uh, our like romance month. You didn't know that this wasn't actually really a romance film. I mean, it was a romance. In a way, yeah. But then we decided to push it back because it didn't fit that. That was the reason we took the week mm-hmm, off. Yeah, sure. that's exactly why we took the week <laughs> off. Why did, why did you pick Serenity, Cameron? Well, I had heard that Serenity was a bonkers off the wall movie that was terrible. And I was interested in seeing it. It came out in January 2019, but you know, that was the um uh what that would have been the my senior year of college. Oh, and you know what? Actually, that was when I first it would have been around the time that I started dating uh, my college girlfriend so it was either hang out with my college girlfriend or go see serenity so which one do you think i chose uh, uh por que no los dos well i, I i'm not gonna take someone i am interested in you into... took you took a girl on a date to go see cats that is That's true, true. <laughs> okay well never tell me the odds <laughs> let's just say i so i learned yeah. <laughs> um you went backwards I went backwards, but maybe it was because I didn't want to date this person anyway. You know, Ouch. that's why I took him to cats. Ouch! Shout out to that person wherever you are. Yeah, well, I hope uh, they listen. <laughs> yeah, that'd be interesting. She works. Anyhow, why, why do we find out she works for ArcLight? Yeah, and I why know, he doesn't right? like ArcLight. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Anyhow, um, so, and then after watching this movie. I realize I'm never going to choose a movie for this podcast again that I haven't seen because I think this movie is crazy and dumb, but there's not much to talk about. Like there's really, really nothing happens in this movie. We've said that before with some of these episodes, like there's really not a lot to say. And then we ramble on for like 50 minutes about it. But like, I, like, and I don't, I'm sorry to cut you off. But I just wanted to say, like, no, there's really, like, not it. a lot of plot to this film. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just—it's very it's just, simple, you know. Very vague. Um, in the podcast that we did with, um, you know, Zach and Casey when we did the Tenet 
Cellular um, Jam, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. When does that drop again? Do we have a date for that or not yet? Uh, they teased it the other day. I don't think we have an official. No. There is a teaser yet. on their Instagram. It might come see. out before we it even could. release this episode, or right so. around the same time. Well, yeah. check it out. We uh, you know, we'll, we're, we'll we link it on our s- we'll link it on our socials when it comes out. But uh, Casey asked us. She said, "Hey, um, March third. Sorry, you, March third. March third. Oh, okay. awesome." She said, "Hey, can you, in one sentence, summarize?" Tenet. It was impossible, right? It was it was literally impossible. You had to go this first movie too, so. is incredibly easy to summarize, right? I think that was one of the shortest synopsises we've ever had. Synopsis. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, no, 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 because it's singular. Oh, synopsis. Sorry. Okay. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, on this show, so, um, yeah, just. It was just like a very simple thing that took forever to happen because this movie was an hour forty six minutes long. So there's no like it was like the show was trying to the movie was trying to be like oh it's mysterious or whatever, but like nothing was ever really there wasn't really anything there. I I mean yeah this movie I I, I wish I didn't pick it. Yeah, I mean I had this on my list of films to do for the show as well because I had heard the same thing as you. I never dared to see it um, in the theater. But uh, I was always intrigued, just like you said. And now that I have seen it, I don't know what I was intrigued with because this thing's kind of just a just a mess. Joel, was this your first time watching it as well? Yeah, it was my first time seeing this, and it kind of made me realize something that I think I already knew. Um, but as I say all the time on this on this show, when I go to a theater, ninety nine percent of the time I walk out and I say, "Yeah, that movie was fine," or "Yeah, it was good." Okay. You're the worst but I think critic. I've realized. I think I've realized why. And Cameron's the complete opposite of me, and I don't, it's not a bad thing. But I'm not going to go see a movie if I don't think I'm going to be interested in it. So I think that's why I enjoy most of the movies I see, is because when I see the previews or whatever, I'm like, yeah, this is something I think I'm going to like. And I go watch it, and more often than not, I, I somewhat like it. There's at least something I can take out of it, right? Whereas had I seen like the previews for this movie, I probably would not have seen it because I kind of like checked out one of the trailers. I wouldn't have gone and seen this. You know what I mean? Whereas like Cameron, I know you have like the A-list, right? And I know when we were working together, you used to tell me all the time like, oh, I went and saw this movie. And like in my mind, I would be like, why, like, why would he go waste his time to see mm-hmm. that? Like but the also Lodge? at the same time, <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what was in my mind. But the, at the, Lodge, same time, was a, the Lodge was a great time. It's like, well, you, you have the A-list and if you don't have anything else to do, like why not go see a movie, you know? And so... If you have this nothing going on in your life, me. go see a movie. Yeah. yeah. Well, that was <laughs> this, that's what it was, you know? But this, yeah, like, so this movie helped me realize that, um, that, like, that's why I have such, like, I don't want to say low standards, but it's, like, most of the movies I go see, I enjoy because I, I went there with the intent that, yeah, I'm probably going to enjoy this. Now, I know I've already said this once before on this show, but I think I might hate this more than i hated green lantern which i said green lantern was my least favorite movie of all time now i i think i dislike this more (laughs) wow honestly because like cameron said like the movie's already like kind of bonkers and ridiculous but also there's just like not a lot there whereas green lantern like there was a lot that i could like laugh at and be like oh that was dumb or like oh this is so cheesy or whatever but this was just so bland and then the story like tried to be all like it tried to be very like you know m night type stuff and it was like no it just just didn't work for me and it i really didn't enjoy watching this movie at all (laughs) it's funny you say m night because it's like they watched the last airbender they're like yeah this guy's a good director we should try that yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um i mean 
Yeah, this is a this is certainly an interesting idea for a film in a way, but not in a good way per se. It's just like why somebody came up with this, we'll never really know. Mm-hmm. We're gonna go into our synopsis real quick, tell you a little bit about what the story of this film is before we really dive deep into things. Fisherman Baker Dill has been hunting his proverbial white whale, getting oh so close on multiple fishing expeditions, much to the detriment of his business. However, his priorities change when his ex-wife Karen comes to town, and she is willing to pay him a large fee to save their son from his abusive stepfather. So that's a little brief summary of the early parts of of this uh film serenity we'll go deeper into like what like the actual big twists and the turns are and if you're thinking listen this why did they reference video games in the opening question for this film they haven't mentioned a video game at all boy are you in for a treat when you find out what actually is going on in this film um this is a movie that not a lot of people saw and we'll touch on the financials of that shortly but first i want to talk about what the people that did see it thought about it in terms of critic ratings I would have thought that this would have been the lowest rated film that we've seen outside of Kirk Cameron being (laughs) Jesus or whatever that movie was called. Um, But this is sitting at 20%. Obviously not good. 20% is terrible. But we had a couple more that were a little lower. Like, um, what do you guys think? Do you think 20 is about right? Or do you think it deserves to be like in that super lower run? I think Beauty was lower, yeah. So was Couples Retreat. Um, I think uh, I think there were I think there was like three or four that were I think After Earth was lower than this. We have a couple. I was surprised. I was very curious when I did my research to see where this one slotted. I personally think that this should be a little lower. What do you guys think about well, that? Well, I'm I'm wondering if what you guys think like expectations wise, like granted, there's you know a decent cast here at least for our, our two leads on paper. Right? On, on paper, paper it's good cast. but like other than that like nothing about this really tells me like i should have some high expectations for this whereas like collateral beauty you know i think one of you even said like you you saw the, the previous collateral beauty and you were like wow like i think i'm gonna enjoy this you I know i don't even remember i didn't even remember ever even seeing a trailer for this movie like ever. Oh, see, i remember i remember seeing a poster for it in my movie theater in indiana see, i saw the trailer and i was actually interested in this movie like that's why when you said joel like like Oh, I, w- I don't know, like, like, cause you're right. I do go see movies that I don't necessarily have interest in. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, I was actually interested in. Like, I mm-hmm. will say, like, the trailer, I was like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. Matthew McConaughey and Hathaway, um, you know, there's a mystery or whatever. Uh, then the reviews came out, and then they were like, wow, the twist is bonkers. And I was like, oh, I do want to see this, even if the reviews are terrible. But like I said, I just never got to the theater. Um and I'm glad I didn't see it in the theater, honestly, because at least while I was home and the, because the movie was so boring, I could be doing other things too. So, but yeah, I mean that like kind of the point I was getting at was like, do you guys think that the critics go into things like this thinking like, well, I don't have very high expectations of this. So if it's terrible, like that's about what I expected. I can drop that around 20. Whereas like, if you think of something like collateral beauty where it's like, Oh, this, everything about this so far is telling me I should have reasonable expectations so when it's bad, it seems even worse. I think the only thing that somebody could have come into this thinking maybe to expect something good is the cast on paper. Yeah. Because this is a good way for us to transition into the director. Yeah. I, um, exactly. I, 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 I'll, I'll say, say I think Collateral Beauty is way worse than this movie. I, I don't know about collateral... I don't know about way worse. See, I think it, I think I think Collateral Beauty is more problematic of a film what its message is, but 
I yeah, I mean, like when we, this, we this one. This, the difference between those two is like Collateral Beauty does something that is egregious, whereas this one just exists and there's no reason for it to. Yeah, I mean, like not not to keep talking about Collateral Beauty, but like I know you, I think both of you actually like to use the term that like Collateral Beauty was like offensively bad, and it's like yeah. I, I don't feel that way. Like, yeah, he was a terrible person. Like, the story was, like, bad or whatever. But, like, nothing about it was I, like – like, I wouldn't have been angry at – I don't know how to describe it because I, I think I might have asked for my whole refund or at least – I think I did half of it. But, like, I don't know. Like, like this was worse to me because, like, again, like, I I just didn't enjoy watching this, like, at all. Nothing about this was enjoyable. And not to say there was much enjoyable about Collateral Beauty, but, like, I don't know. Like, it, I don't find it offensively bad. No, um, but like I was saying with director Stephen Knight, mm-hmm. I believe is his name, he doesn't have a lot of directing credits. The only ones that I found for him were these two movies called Redemption and Lock, which both yeah. came out in 2013. He has a couple of Wait, interesting he writing. Did, he did Lock? Lock. Yeah. Y- yeah. Oh, Lock. interesting. Yeah, that was I never saw it. Did you like that, Cameron? I didn't see it. No? Uh, my parents hated it, um, yeah. <laughs> but I feel like I. it seemed like something I would have enjoyed. I, I wish I'd gotten around to it. Huh. Is that the Tom? Is that the Tom Hardy one? Right. Yeah. That's the one where he's in the car. car the whole time. The whole movie. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he got a good cast for that one too. Um, mm. Some of his writing Tom credits. Tom Hardy. Are little, yeah. Well, no. Like, like the voice. The voice cast is good for that one. Like the uh, people talking to him on the phone. Um, I think it was like Tom Holland, Ruth Wilson, like a couple interesting people for yeah, that. Yeah, Olivia Coleman. Yeah. Um, but his writing credits is kind of where I want to draw him to because a lot of the times for a, for somebody who like is working in the major film industry but hasn't had directing chances yet and then finally gets one it's because they've maybe written a lot of really really great scripts i want i don't know a lot of these films that he's done i've heard of them i don't know that much about them and i wanted to see if you guys had any thoughts on some of these it's like eastern promises is a film that i've heard about a couple times with the vigo mortensen um that one's supposed to be pretty pretty decent um He's in, I mentioned Redemption and Locke as the two that he directed. Redemption, the one with Jason Statham and Locke with Tom Hardy. The 100 Foot Journey, mm-hmm. I think that's with Helen Mirren. Oh, I've seen that one. Yeah. yeah. How was that one? Was that any good? That was no. the food one, wasn't it? No, Burnt was the food one, I thought. No, it was a food one. It was a food one. Journey is a food one, I believe. Yeah, oh, okay. Well, oh, he did Burnt, too, with Bradley Cooper. Was oh, also he also, one. oh, geez, this guy wrote, he wrote seven Burnt, of yeah. the episodes for um, C. The the Apple TV show with uh, Jason Momoa. Mm, oh, yeah. okay. That everyone was like, "This is one of the worst TV shows ever." <laughs> Fitting. <laughs> he he wrote he wrote seven of. He's the head creator of the show, actually. Wow. Um, Damn. Yeah. So, so they saw Serenity. They're like, "Hey, let's give this guy a TV show." Yeah. <laughs> oh, and then he did um he did the chess movie Pawn Sacrifice. I believe that's yeah that's a Tobey Maguire one. Um. What else do we have here? We just allied with uh, Brad Pitt and uh, oh my god, are you Cotillard. Yeah, I thought that movie was okay. Oh, he did Burnt to too. It. I said he that. Said that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I thought you said. Cooper. Oh, and um, the girl in the spider's web. Yeah, that was like his most. Re- that was like his like big budget one that he had a shot at. Because Girl with hmm. the Dragon Tattoo is pretty good. I know they. I know that they had to change a lot of things since then, like including the lead actress from Rooney Mara to Claire Foy. But um, that movie was okay, I guess. Um, oh, no, I mean, uh, Allied was okay, the one that I saw before that. But then The Girl in the Spider's Web was not good. Um, yeah, he's just got weird credits. Like, 
There, the point I was getting at with going through those, like you don't see anything on there that oh. justifies him getting in more shots as a, as a director. He also wrote the recently released Anne Hathaway and um, oh man, I'm gonna butcher Chiwetel, his the Chiwetel Ejiofor one. Yeah, the one oh like the one where they're in lockdown. Yeah, that one? yeah. Oh, it's called mm. Lockdown. There lockdown, we go. Yeah. They that's on what HBO, right? HBO, HBO Max. Max. Yeah, shouts, shouts to HBO Max. We're not gonna watch that movie, but shouts to you. <laughs> um, I guess like his best credit is probably like a bunch of episodes of Peaky Blinders. Like that's probably like the best thing that he's. Done I mean, the dude's getting work. Like that's yeah, the he crazy gets yeah. Thing. yeah. That's that's what's wild to me. Like as a writer, he gets a lot of work. As a director, nothing really. But as a writer, he's done a lot. Um, what did we think about? Cameron, I'll throw this to you because you always like to bring this up. What did you think about like the script and the writing elements of this film? Oh my god, the dialogue was the lines were so stupid. Holy crap! I mean, the story was dumb, but some of the lines you're just like, what? I'm trying to think, there was one where after he had relations with the woman who he was having relations with yeah um that's diane lane's character yeah. who yeah. was literally just like a sex doll yeah except in human form yeah another movie that doesn't pass the bechdel test no. um yeah she um he like gives her money or whatever she gives him money yeah. and he's like i'm not a hooker and she's like yeah you are and like it was supposed to be a pun with like the the fact that he was fishing, fishing, mm-hmm. just like, just like stuff. This whole, like, I don't know. I didn't realize this till right now looking at the, the poster, but it says on Plymouth Island, no one ever dies unless you break the rules. What were the rules? <laughs> right. Like, I mean, I know they kind of touch on it later on in the movie. Like those aren't the rules or whatever, but it's like, but they never, do they ever say they what, the rules are? what the rules are? No. It's yeah. Just, don't break the rules. Okay, I won't. But what are the rules so I don't break them? Yeah. Well, I can't tell you that. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> I think the rules are just no killing. Yeah, that could be it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's yeah. the rule. No, is that what that's Jaman Hansu's there for? Just to make sure you're going to have to break your anybody? one rule. Yeah. Sorry. My Joker came out. <laughs> Which Joker was that? That was Heath Ledger. Come on. You don't know the, the entire script of The Dark Knight? No, I mean, the, the dialogue, no. Just If you were doing the Heath Ledger Joker, you needed to practice a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Oh, well, obviously, it's a lot better than any of your impressions, Mr. I Can Do Matt Damon. Are you ta- Which one of us are you talking to? You. Oh, when did I do Matt Damon? When did I do you that? You never did it. You kept boasting that you had a good Matt Damon. Oh. You never did it for us. Oh, we'll, we'll save that for the next time Matt, mm-hmm. we do a Matt Damon. Movie. My Matt Damon was good. Yeah, yours is great, Cameron. Yeah, I thanks. Like your You're killing it. Wow. Isn't that's that Owen, something? That's Owen Wilson. <laughs> I no. do. I do a really. Wow. Oh wow. Wow. That is, that is a good Owen Wilson. <laughs> wow. Owen Wilson yet to appear on our wow. show. We're, wow. We're waiting. We're he's, waiting. He's only in wow. great movies. Wow. You like you, me, and Dupree. The fact wow. that Owen Wilson doesn't have six Oscars is a travesty. Yeah. <laughs> For cars. Cars. Should at least have three. Uh, Night at the museum. Night at the think, Museum I don't, think, and I don't think any of the Cars movies won Best Animated Film. Wow. I don't think so. So the, t- Pixar took those years off at the Oscars. Um, but I like Cars more. As you guys can tell, we don't want to talk about this movie. Well, we're going <laughs> yeah. to get into some of this stuff. Um, Joel, I talked to Cameron about with the, with the screenplay stuff. I want to throw to you about the cinematography a little bit with this one. Because this is the first film that I re- like. We've always pointed out maybe like a shot or two in films where the cinematography was weird. There are choices that they make with the camera in this. And I think you probably know what I'm referring to. It's where they try to have 
the scenes where it's like a first person view yes. of what we're doing. Can you break that down a little bit for everybody and tell us what we were seeing in those moments? Um, yes, and I will do my best to to break it down in a way that doesn't give up the spoiler yet, because we haven't said it yet, right? We, we haven't. haven't f- we we've hinted at it, but we haven't actually said it yet. Okay, so uh, there will be scenes where you're like, uh, going back to video games, actually, because we were like talking earlier. Uh, you're watching the scene, and the camera will suddenly cut from a like third person point of view to first person as if you were playing a video game um it's like you're watching a cutscene, and then the cutscene ends and you go into gameplay that's exactly what the camera like tries to do or tries to emulate a bit and when they when they hint at it they do like those very jarring like camera movements like you'll see like just like yeah the camera literally just like shoop and it's so weird they can't can't see my hand like moving uh on the audio but it it was i was very off i was doing i was doing it in my chair so yeah, yeah, we're we're doing all yeah. these visuals that no one can yeah. see. Yeah. Um, no, it was very off-putting. Um, I mean, even the editing too. Like, the, I think in that first scene when we first see him on the boat with like those tourists, there's one part where he he starts reeling in that fish, and there were like eight cuts in a matter of like three seconds. I was like, what is going on right yeah. now? It was so weird. But uh, I was too but, distracted by the clear Florida portrayal of those um yeah. of those two guys <laughs> on the on the boat with them to notice that. Um, it was, yeah, it, it was very jarring. And like you said, those, the, I, I actually completely forgot about that. So I'm so glad you brought that up because it's been, you know, I think a full week now since we watched this, or at least since I watched it. Um, but yeah, those camera movements were so bizarre and without, without getting into what it is, I figured out the spoiler. I think, well, I actually, I pretty much guessed it like five minutes into the movie am, and am then I, am i the only one that knew what the twist was yes. before they watched well, it for me at least cameron did well, you know what it was before you watched it i heard about i heard it and it was right yeah but i thought i heard the wrong thing because yeah, I was yeah. like that's what that's, what that's you not possible no way yeah, yeah. That's but yeah, no, I I feel like there's they... a twi- there's a twist within the twist though that we didn't that we'll talk about at the end as well, which is kind of interesting. Um, but. Uh, the camera movement that I really, it's really when Anne Hathaway first shows up. Remember when mm-hmm. she shows up in the bar and like the camera swings around, but like it like stops and goes while it's yes. doing it. Yeah. And it's just like, that's when I, that's when I was like, what, what is this movie turning into? Right. Like, and again, it's exactly like in a video game, but like that was almost more like, um, like older, like PC games, you know, yeah. where like your character can't just like move like freely. It was like, Oh, like, there's like checkpoints almost in the movement. It's like I'm clicking on a mouse and I have to it's click like right. and miss. Like, right? like you're clicking the arrow right and it's like, okay, like 15 degrees, 30 degrees, 45 degrees, you know, 60. And you're just like slowly moving around the room. It, it, was, it was very bizarre. It was jarring. Once you, once you find out the twist, it, it makes sense in the way of like, I see what they were trying to do, but it, it's still not executed well. Right? Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's just not executed. And it's well. completely not necessary. Well, we did mention what the critics thought of it. Um, the audiences kind of saw it only a little better at 30%, but that didn't show in the box office numbers. Guys, these, these box office numbers are incredible. Have you guys seen these yet? No. Nope. I haven't looked. Oh, these are wild. So the budget for this film is $25 million. Um, I know I always like to ask where we think the budget went. A lot of that has to be cast fees, 100% right? 100% into the well, casting. I mean, it's not and an expensive a, a movie. Boat. 
No, it's not. That's why the cat like paying the cast to be there. Because like we have like there's really only six main cast members. It's Matthew McConaughey, Anne Hathaway, Diane Lane, Jason Clark, Jamon Hounsou, and Jeremy Strong. See, you um, could have made three serenities for a one couple's retreat. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a good point. They all shot on like, islands too, so yeah. it's just a less nice one. Um, so budget of twenty five million. The opening weekend gross was four point four million dollars. Nice. The total domestic box office, eight point five million dollars. The wow. total box office gross. Fourteen point four million dollars. They killed it, dude. Fourteen point four. Like that's eleven million dollars on this. Guys, like that is that's problematic. Like (laughs) like like that's like Kirk Cameron becoming Christ himself levels of bad finances there. Like I don't I don't get it. Like like I understand why people didn't go see it, but like I don't I'm just trying to wrap my head around how these people thought that this movie was a good idea. I'm wondering like who pitched it, why universal took it on. Like I know Joel, you love to beat the drum for universal. I yeah. remember seeing their logo at the beginning of this. It's like, Oh, he's not going to like, I that. know I, that actually was something I thought as soon as the universal logo came around, I was like, this isn't helping my cause. I wonder, no. <laughs> I wonder what Stephen Knight has on some big universal exec. <laughs> to be like, hey, we have to make this movie or else I'm releasing these tapes. I would just like to say that Universal as a studio as a whole can make good films, but they don't make a Universal, lot of Universal, you're perfect, baby. Please hire they don't, me. They don't make a lot of great franchises anymore. Like, I'm just going to throw that out there. Like, It's not true. Jurassic World. Uh, it, I said uh, that's not true. The Fast and the Furious, duh. That's like that's the all... greatest film franchise in the history of film. Um, right. You're well, forgetting that's... about Shrek. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, well, and Minions and Despicable Me. That's right. And Despicable Me Min- and, and the Minions universe. The Despicable Me the Mummy. universe. Okay, the original three <laughs> Mummy or the original Mummy films were actually insane. And I'm talking about the new one with Tom Cruise. It's so good. <laughs> are we going to call that a? Are we going to call that a franchise? They did one movie, and they're like, "Remember that dark universe thing? We're throwing it out the window." You know it's Invisible fun- Man. You know what's funny about that is that do you guys remember the Dracula movie with Luke Evans? Do you remember seeing? Anything I, I remember with that one? the movie. I didn't see. So it. that was originally supposed to be the first film of the dark universe, but it performed so poorly they detached it from everything else and decided to reboot instead with the Tom Cruise mummy film. And then that was so bad that they just canceled the whole thing. And then they made uh, Invisible Man, and a lot of people think that that's supposed to be a part of the next one, but no one knows for sure. Invisible Man is good enough on its own; they don't need to tie it in to the um, to the. Ryan movie. loved that movie. Yeah, it was good. Invisible Man. I still haven't seen it, but I did hear it was good. Yeah, it was a good time. Um, did we see Should that see? together? Did we see that together? Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that was a good time. Yeah, it was. It was no Lodge, but boy, was it great. Yep. Um, did you guys see that Uma Thurman was supposed to play Diane Lane's character, but she dropped out? Good for her. She's got a good, good agent. Good for her. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, that that character that's the worst that oh i don't know if i can say it's the worst character in the movie there's so many bad characters okay actually well while we're talking about her did she ever have any sort of like because again it was been like a weekend so i can't remember there was no like like nothing was resolved with her right like she didn't even have a point in the movie no (laughs) she serves no purpose her purpose was to have sex with yeah that's what it was and it's like it's so disheartening to see that diane lane 
is who you casted for a role like that. Diane right. Lane is a great actor. Uma Thurman would have been the same thing. Like, it's a horrible mm. person to cast for this role. It's such a throwaway role and almost like an insulting well, I one mean, at that. You're forgetting the whole she had a cat plot, right? Like that was pretty yeah. important. Like, that's right. you, that's, you know, I mean, Diane Lane with her character, the whole role just revolves around her cat. Like she doesn't do anything else. Every time, like it's in a video game sense, it's almost like a checkpoint for Matthew McConaughey. Like every, it's like, it's like, here's your side quest. Still save. find my yeah. cat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> his save, like, save that's point. His save point is having yeah. sex. <laughs> like we have sex and then my oh my cat got out please go find it and then the cat just shows up randomly but the cat serves no purpose like they're not like hey the cat the cat is like what shows like what you're doing is wrong like the cat is your avatar that is pointing you in the right direction there's none of that like the cat doesn't matter most of the things that happen nope. in this film don't matter um i guess uh i guess now is a good time for us to really dive into what this story is do you guys have anything <laughs> else in. on like, you in, guys, like dive in you, off the boat did you guys have anything else on nope okay, no so, yeah let's <laughs> let's just get into this thing um is is baker dill like he's bad at his job right yeah it like, sure seems like it like he's bad at his job um because like he we enter into this film and he's on his boat. It's him and Jamon Hounsou. What's his name? They call him Duke. Um, they're on this boat, and they have these two guys on there that paid $700 to take their fishing mm-hmm. boat out to go catch. I think, what were they catching? Tuna out there? I'm pretty sure it was tuna. Tuna. Yeah. Was tuna. yeah. Um, so they're out there trying to catch tuna. But McConaughey's got like, an, uh, like a Captain Ahab element to him where he's like, mm-hmm. there's this one fish out there that I just got to get. I got to find this fish. And just like, okay. Like, so he hooks the fish and the rule with like the sea captain, uh, on their own boats is like, you take these people out on like a charter to go fish. When you hook something on the line, you pass it off to the customer so they can reel it in. Like, that's Hmm. what your job is. But every time he hooks this giant fish, he's like, he's like, fuck you guys. I'm going to catch this yeah. thing to the point that he pulls a knife on them. And like, goes crazy and tells them to go like, uh, I think uh, Duke tells them to go just drink beer and yeah. sit, sit in the inside so that, uh, um, I already forgot. Uh, what's his, what is, what kind of Baker name? Dill Baker Dill. Yeah. It's but most, I think they just call him Dill the whole time. Yeah. Dill. We can call him Dill Dill and Duke. Yeah. So like Baker Dill spends what seems like an hour or so fighting this thing to try and reel it in. And he goes to hook it, and it gets away right at the last minute. So that's our first, like, ten minutes of the film, is just watching him not catch this fish. <laughs> um, and then they don't pay him, because the the Florida guy with the horrible sunburn is like, if you think we're going to pay you $700 for this, you're crazy. Yeah. And then McConaughey's just like, okay. <laughs> were you guys like, put off by his voice, like, as much as I was? Matthew McConaughey? Yeah. Yeah, this whole movie... It's like the like the voice and the acting he does in the Lincoln commercials. That's like how he was this entire movie. Yeah, it's like, well, like, I wrote down. I wrote down like, was this his Batman audition? Because like, especially that first scene when he's on the boat, he's like, <laughs> I gotta catch the boat. It's my fish. It's it's like it's like if you mix those Lincoln commercials with like like you said like a or like I said like a Batman thing because he's just like, oh like uh, that's my boat. <laughs> like, <laughs> No, he really dials in like the southern element of his ass- accent for this one. Whoa. Like, 
his ass. <laughs> it's just really. He's we do really see a lot there. of his butt in this movie, so I guess that's, that's true. Really... Yeah, mm-hmm. there's a lot of McConaughey butt in this. Lots of McConaughey butt. A little bit of a little bit of uh, balls too. Is there? I did, didn't notice that. Yeah, a little <laughs> bit of balls. Is there? Okay. Yeah, when he's <laughs> sure. swimming naked. Remember, oh. his son is like yeah, calling yeah. to him, and he's like, "I'm gonna go see my son while I'm naked." Yeah, I thought that whole scene was weird. That literally yeah. right now, that was my next like. That's the next thing in my mind because I don't even remember what happens after they get off. the What boat. is it? What is it? When he, What's the next when thing he dives mind? off the cliff? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, nothing really happens. He has after sex after they get after they yeah he has he has sex with Diane yeah, Lane. Buddy. She gives him some money, and then he automatically he goes to he goes to a bar and starts spending it. <laughs> um, and that's when uh, Anne Hathaway's character comes in. And that's mm-hmm. when like the plot in air quotes really starts for us here. So she comes in and she's got a proposition for him that like her husband, who's played by Jason Clark, Frank uh, Zariakis, I think they're the the Zariakises, I think is who they are. Um, She's like, I want you to take him on your charter, get him (laughs) drunk and then what? Like push him into the water and leave him him there. Yeah. Throw him off the boat to the sharks. Um, Mm -hmm. And he's just like, what? Like, why? Why would I do that? And we don't know who she is yet. Like, she just shows up at this point. Oh, we, we know, know who she is. is. Why well, we like <laughs> we know we know, but we don't know. Like, you know, they don't tell us, us who. They haven't told us who she is yet. And then she's like, hey, if you do this, I will give you ten million dollars. <laughs> it's the craziest game show in the world. Yeah, kill my husband for ten million dollars. Oh wait, host, did I say ten thousand? Hosted by no, Chris. No, no, no. Oh, I said ten million. Okay, ten million. Okay. Kill yeah. my husband, hosted by Chris Hardwick on NBC. That's what this <laughs> essentially is. Um, but he, I believe, he declines a couple of times right away. Yeah, he does. Um, and then we find out. Uh, when we see this guy as like he kicks her off the boat, and this is a character I wanted to talk about because it's very confusing to me. Um, Jeremy Strong's character. Jeremy Strong, of course, famous now from Succession fame as Kendall Roy. Um, he comes running down the dock before McConaughey takes off at like like 11 o'clock at night on his boat yeah. to go God knows where. And he's running down the dock in a full suit. He's like, Mr. Dill, Mr. Dill, if I could just have a moment of your time. But he's gone. And he does that like three times in this movie uh, before he finally catches him. We first see him earlier on in a, c- a complete throwaway scene where he's at the beach, but he needs to like go across the water to the like the sandbar. So he takes <laughs> off his shoes and walks across in his suit. Yeah, and his <laughs> his pants and like his shirt get like completely wet, but his shoes and socks are safe. It's like uh, what? Like why? Just go in. Who cares? It's so weird. Like it was so weird, dude. Hit- I was instantly annoyed by his character. Like even without his character saying anything, like just the way I, I have not the watched delivery. Succession. Yeah. I have not watched succession, but it's a good show. Like, the way he was portraying this character just annoyed me. His, his like stiffness. And like, he just seemed like he was like this, like nerdy, like I have this job. I got to get it done kind of guy. And it was just like, Oh, I don't know why he just instantly drove me insane. Yeah, no, he, his character. I know they tried to, tie him into the main story at the end to serve a purpose but the early interactions with him are just so Mm -hmm. off-putting there's nothing there with that character um so the other the other element of 
Baker Dill's interaction with Karen, his ex-wife, is that they have a son. Um, they have a son together named Patrick, who we are led to believe early in the film that Baker Dill hasn't seen in a certain amount of years. But he's yeah. aware of his son. He knows he's out there. He knows he exists. And also that he goes by Baker Dill as like a cover name. He's actually mm -hmm. known as John Mason. And we don't find out why he goes by that name until later on in the film as well. But the only other thing of importance that like, would you guys agree that like from that point to when they actually go on the boat, nothing of major importance happens in this film because I can't, can't really think of anything other than the introduction of Jason Clark's character. Yeah. Well, it's just and, a, and the sex filler. The what? What you all, say? All, all the sex, all the save points. Oh, jeez, yes, <laughs> all the all the checkpoints. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, it's just a bunch of filler and and him, you know, going on about how he needs to catch this fish and I gotta catch this fish. Yeah, I gotta catch that fish. I got it. Its name is the fish's I name is Justice. Boy. Yeah, the fish's name is Justice. Why did you say oh, that? Oh yeah, name? we didn't yeah. say that. Yeah, the name is Justice. Why did, why did you say what that? What the name? hell, man? It's it's. So He's got to get justice. And then we um but then we also see like a a random scene of the son Patrick in his room in some house somewhere coding and like playing a video game and like we're let like we see the like this weird interaction I don't I think this is bef I don't remember is this before or this after is, he jumps in the water I don't remember This is I think before or maybe it's after i because i know it's when anne hathaway is telling matthew mcconaughey about why she wants to do this and she's saying like oh like we're always fighting and he's like abusive to him and all this stuff and because while he's coding you can hear them fighting in the background yeah she's fighting with jason clark in the background right mm -hmm. um yeah i don't um should we get into jason clark's character a little yes. bit Who's like Cameron? Let's keep do you want, going, Cameron. You want to kick us off with the like this cartoon villain evil yeah. character? So Jason Clark comes in and he's essentially like the worst person you could ever in meet world. in the world. Yeah, he's like he's mean, he's abusive to his wife, he's a jerk, he's a drunk, he's I mean he's you know there's nothing interesting about him at all he looks rich and he is rich and he dresses rich and what is his line of work do we know he's apparently like a gangster in miami is what we're led to believe is that right like, yeah I sure he's <laughs> I like a drug know. dealer or something yeah yeah it's i was gonna say yeah. drug dealer but... i don't know i already like don't really care for jason clark and then this character was just like like cameron said like imagine the worst person you could think of and just put it into Jason Clark. Like that's what this character was. So imagine Jason Clark. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Don't, don't hate our show, Jason. Well, he's never coming on the show. <laughs> I mean, I already started by saying, I already I don't know, really yeah. like him. Um, I'm sure he's a nice guy. Uh, but yeah, it, it, he's, his character is just a, a terrible person. Well, the first time we see him in such a weird scene, like, he surprises Anne Hathaway, his wife, in the hotel room. And the first thing he tells her to do is strip down so he can examine her body. Yeah. Because <laughs> he wants to see if she uh, had a little fun with anyone else. Is that the reason? I, I didn't know what the reason was. I think oh, That's what I think. Well, because he finds like a scratch on her and then he just takes off his belt and is about to start beating her with his belt. And then we cut. Yeah. It's like 
why would you write a I always wonder why an actor signs on for a role like that. Because they're like, ooh, I get to be bad. I get, but like, it's just, like, it's not like Jason Clark is an actor that can't get work. Like, he gets mm-hmm. work. So I don't, I don't understand why you see that role and you're just like reading through the script or whatever they send you and you're just like, this is, I really want to do this. This will really let me show my chops as an actor. It's just like, I, think, this I mean, is I think kind of like Cameron's saying, I mean, Ryan, you're, you're an actor and not, not myself and I don't know about you, Cameron, but like I, from certain actors, I've been known I, to act here and there. Just from certain out. actors that I've talked to and like worked with, I feel like a lot of people, it's more of a like, like, wow, like I've never done this type of character before. Like this could be fun. Like I want to see what I can do with this, you know, kind of like you were saying, you know, it's kind of like a, like not necessarily like, a, Oh, let me show off my chops, but this is something new for me. Like, let me expand my boundaries and who knows if it goes well, maybe this can lead to some other stuff. Yeah. But just because it's new doesn't mean it's a good idea to try it. Like whatever no, he was, whatever he was trying in this one doesn't work. Mm-hmm. Like, and I, again, like I'm not saying like, don't take a shot on a role like this. Like right, it, right, right. it could work, but like what he did with this character, I don't know if he saw it written this way and was like, I can nail that. Or if he saw the character and he was like, let me put my own spin on it. I don't know. Um, Based on what this uh, director has written before, uh, the Stephen Knight guy, I I can imagine that he probably let his actors kind of play around with these roles mm-hmm. a little bit and just let them do what they wanted because there's no real characterization behind any of them. Right. Um. And no, it's just a weird. It's just a weird role. Like mm-hmm. it really is. And if it was like, if it was like an act, this is a role that I could see like one of those. Uh, I don't want to be disrespectful, but like one of these like lesser known action film villains of the 90s like an actor that like one of like a that guy kind of actor like Mm -hmm. oh you've seen that person before but you don't know their name but you've seen them in like these random roles as like a villain or whatever this seems like one of those roles like i think of like in bad boys 2 like the drug dealer in bad boys 2 i don't know that actor's name but it's like it had like similar feel to me where it's like oh i'm a bad guy because i deal drugs and i I have all these henchmen and I make all this money and it's like, this is, that's what it reminded me of. And I don't know. I just feel like an actor like Jason Clark is better than a role like this, but I would also say that all of the actors in this movie are better than the roles that they're in, in this film because they're just not well done roles. Um, it just threw me off when he comes in and his first scene, the introduction to that character is that weird. I'm examining my wife's body (laughs) scene. And he, uh, that's not even the scummiest thing that he does. We have a lot more that he does because, like, he's just exceptionally rude to Baker Dill every time he sees them, even though he's the guy that's going to take him out on his boat to go fishing. Yeah. Um, uh, well, and just like the flauntiness of like him flaunting his money, you know, like, like, so there's that whole scene where Baker's like, I don't want to do this. Yeah, you know, well, they, he, they, and, and, they, go, they go to his dock to tell him they're going to yeah, go. They're, and at, they're like, at the no. boat and he doesn't want to do it. And, Jason Clark doesn't know why he doesn't want to do it, you know? Right. But, you know, the whole reason is like, oh, I'm not going to take this guy out there on my boat and kill him. And he's like, offer him more money. Like, oh, well, well, well he'll change his mind. Like, like any name your price. Like, like I'm not going to, you know, basically he's just saying like, like I have the money to the point where you're going to say yes eventually. So you may as well just say yes now, yeah. you know? He, and it's But he keeps like, saying no. But then he yeah, says, I'm going to see right. you tomorrow morning anyway. So mm-hmm. I'll be, I'll be here. So... What is it? Finally, uh, word gets around to Duke on the island that Frank is there and they're offering $10 million to take him out. Was it $10 million or $10,000? I, I 
Pretty sure it was 10 million. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. 10 million. Yeah, oh, wait, no, it was 10 million to kill. And it was 10,000 to take him out. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. that's okay. Yeah, because I saw both numbers and I was getting confused. So, yeah, Frank offers him 10,000 to take him on the boat, whereas Karen offers him 10 million to take him on the boat and kill him. That's mm-hmm. right. Okay, glad we got that cleared up. <laughs> um, so, Duke finds out uh, that the 10,000 is on on the table and he says to baker like hey like let's do it i know you're hesitant but we should do it you take eight grand i take two grand it's good for both of us because it's a struggling business baker's not doing well so the money could really help them um and duke is finally the one that convinces baker to do it um but but then there's a line there's a line that comes up when karen sees him uh sees him at like the docks or whatever before they go on the boat and she says to him that you have to follow through with this plan because Patrick can see what you're doing and he can speak to you through his computer to let you know if you're going down the right path or not. Right. And it's just like, wait a minute. What? Like, what? What is, what is that? <laughs> like, what are you talking about here? Um, that's where like the hints of the video game elements are starting to come in. And they're, they go from hints to just outright slapping you in the face with them a little in very shortly here um so we get to the dock and they go out and he doesn't go through with it uh baker decides that he can't he can't kill him he just can't find the right reason to do it um and they come back but they apparently want to go again tomorrow so now we're just back to hey maybe he'll do it tomorrow so like all of this, le- right. all of these scenes don't matter because they're going to go on the boat again another time. Um, he does hook a shark uh, in when they're on the first trip, and Baker has the option to push him in, and we're not sure if he's going to do it because they cut, but then we see them all on the boat and everything's fine. Um, and that's when Karen actually tells Baker that killing him was Patrick's idea, which is very problematic that the whatever, like 12, 14-year-old kid was like, came up with this plan to get his stepfather killed by yeah, yeah, yeah. R- renting a charter boat on this island where her f- his actual father <laughs> happens to live and have him fed to the sharks in the open water. Um, I, I don't know. Like, this is... We're almost we're really almost to the end already. Uh, yeah. Like, then, so then, like, Matthew McConaughey, he goes back to his boat or whatever, and then Karen comes, and she's like, yo, why didn't you kill him? It, it, that's what you were saying and she's like oh it was your son who wants it and mm-hmm. then they have sex oh yeah that's right they do have <laughs> that's sex. right they do and then he they they have qu- sex real quick and then he gets really mad at her and kicks her off the boat yep. again yeah. for no for no and reason and then after that is when what's the this is when the homeboy like finally gets to talk to him right yep yeah, yeah. well before we before we get into because this is where things get really freaky with the film. Like, we get really freaky. weird here. Freaky. It gets weird. I would like, say it's already been freaky a few times. Yeah, freakier uh, than Matthew McConaughey and Diane Lane. <laughs> well, this is where the video game element really starts to come into play. Before we do that, let's throw a quick word to our sponsor. So, uh, Joel, this is where Jeremy Strong's character really comes into play. Why don't you tell everybody what happens here when he finally gets his sit down with Baker Dill? Yeah, so Baker just got home, I believe, right? And it was, like, storming and super, like, pouring rain outside. Yeah. And correct me if I'm wrong, his character was already there, right? He was, like, waiting for Baker, or does yeah, he, he show up behind him? No, he was at the he was at his house. He was at the or, house. Or right? his okay. storage container that he lives yeah, in, whatever he, like, it is. Yeah, he lives inside. <laughs> um, so he gets it's like, he, it's like he lives in San Francisco. 
and, and and Baker's basically like, what like what do you want? And he gives him his business card, and he's basically selling fishing equipment. And he hasn't told Baker what it is yet, but he's like, oh, like I'm I'm from this fishing company. I've been trying to get a hold of you, and other people on the island have told him, like, oh, this guy's been trying to talk to you. He keeps coming to me and asking where you've been, and I keep telling him you just missed him, whatever. So he begrudgingly lets him inside, and he starts talking to him, and he's trying to sell him a fish tracker and basically telling him like, Oh, like this will help you catch the fish. Like I know you've been after this one fish and you've never been able to catch it. Like this will be able to help you out. And Matthew McConaughey's or Baker's like telling him like, I'm not interested. I'm not interested. And he keeps telling him. And then finally he gets to the point where, uh, what's the guy's name? Jeremy Strong's character. Reed. Reed. His name's Reed. Reed finally tells him like, don't take don't don't take him out on that boat and kill him or however he yeah. words it he basically tells him like don't do it yeah and that's when matthew mcconaughey looks at him kind of like whoa and then he pulls a knife on him again his, his go-to <laughs> yeah. move just pull a knife on people yeah. right um, up to his throat and so he's kind of like well why do you know about that? like who are you what do you what do you know um and then is this where we we find out for yeah, sure what's going on in the on? middle like, of the movie this yeah, is what this, happens this is right? where we find out yeah um would Cameron this was your movie would you like to tell us what the what the twist here is so the entire time we've been watching Matthew McConaughey turns out this whole thing is a video game that his son is coding and Matthew McConaughey's character is really the main character of the video game Mm -hmm. and the son created it so he could be close to his father but the reason why reed is there is because now the game the son is coding the game so that matthew mcconaughey's character kills his stepdad in the game and the game is like no we don't want you to kill anyone because this is a fishing game a fishing game (laughs) where bassmaster 3000 (laughs) he's like uh, he's like, you know, there's different, uh, you know, there's different parts of the game. He's like, there's find the tuna or catch the f- tuna, find the find cat. The cat. <laughs> like, like that's where the cat comes in again, because it's all apparently smash Diane Lane. Yeah. That's the crazy thing is that the son that he's coding his computer. He's like, oh yeah. Sex scene where mom and dad are banging. <laughs> yeah, each yeah, other. I, that's, that, that's what I, that's the one thing in this episode that I wanted to talk about is the kid coding this game and making it so weird. Uh-huh. Like this makes it so weird. Just like, yeah, my dad just has he's sex like, with, oh, man, with this my, lady all the time. He's like, man, my dad is banging my mom so good. He has the biggest <laughs> penis in the world. That's like why he's like coding it. Cause like they really enjoy it, you know? Um, but like, that's where his mind is. Instead of like finishing the game, he's like, Oh yeah. Time to do some mom and dad sex. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird. It's just, I just remember like once I knew that and then like thinking back to some of the scenes, it was like, Oh, Oh yeah. Oh, no, no, that was exactly like, what I was what? About to say. The instant you find out the twist, my mind just went back to the rest of the movie and was like, that yeah. means that this whole time the son was in charge of this he's and in like, charge of that. <laughs> he's like, the only way my dad can swim is by getting naked. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> With with me with me there as well, yeah. So, okay, so, I have to be there. So now that we've now that we've said what the spoiler is, really quick, I I wanted to see and and that, this isn't like a competition type thing, but like Ryan, you already knew, so maybe not for you. I did. But Cam, how soon did you figure out like what the 
or you said you had read about it too, huh? Yeah, and I asked my dad before that because I watched this movie with my parents. Mm-hmm. I asked my because they apparently Our they had seen segment. it before. Yeah, they had seen it before. Oh, really? Yeah, they had seen this movie before. Wow, <laughs> I know. I've when never I met said, anybody that's seen this. When before. I said, when I said, "Hey, we're watching Serenity," and my dad's like, "Is that the one with Matthew McConaughey that's my on the movie. boat?" I was like, "What?" He's like, "Oh, that's a really good movie." <laughs> oh no! Oh, no! No! Uh, <laughs> Um, oh, that's no, tough. I, okay, well, I, so maybe, maybe. I guess the question's really for then. you then. Yeah, I guess it's just for me. Um, I think this is. I was aided by the fact that you were like, "Oh, I know the twist that happens in this." So, like in my mind, like had you not told me there was a twist, maybe I wouldn't have caught it right away. <laughs> but literally, like the very beginning of the movie, it starts with. With by the way, I, I actually thought it started pretty cool, and then it instantly went downhill. But it's the kid laying there, and it like zooms in, and then like pushes in. And it goes into his eye and like in his eyes where we see the ocean. Mm. So I kept going back to that like the whole time, like, okay, like, is this in the kid's head? What's going on? But where I instantly was like, okay, I know what's happening is when we were talking earlier about when we first see him coding the game, like your focus is just supposed to be on the fact that he's coding and in the background you can hear the fighting. But on the screen, the game that he's playing, it's a fishing game. And that's right away. That's when I was like, this is all going to be like, like he's in control of this, you know? And like I said, maybe had I not known in advance that there was a twist, I wouldn't have caught that right away. But going in knowing, as soon as I saw that, I was like, oh, like I already know what's going to happen. And then I actually, I think I texted you, Ryan, like it was like two in the morning. I texted you like, I knew it. Oh my God. Or something yeah, you like did. that. Yeah, you did. Because it was like, uh, I, I, it's ridiculous. We haven't mentioned the name of the game. It's called Paradise Islands. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yep. Isn't that that show that Cameron likes to watch? What? What show is that? The the one where everyone dates each other on the island. Love Island. I've Survivor? never seen an episode of that. Oh, I thought you watched it. <laughs> yes, right. yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. yeah, I know about Boston Rob and Amanda or whatever her name was. I know it's I know it goes on Survivor. That's a great show, by the way. Boston Rob yep. and Amber. That was like Amber. Season, that's like, her name. Three. Yeah. Anyhow, <laughs> no, it wasn't until the the All Star season that they got together. So let's ask Kevin. Cameron's like, yeah, let's Kevin ask. Back on. Yeah. Text Kevin. He'll know. So uh, after this, uh, they're like, hey, let's, you know, let's go on the boat or whatever. Uh, and well, well, well we got to we got to mention what happens to. Oh, yeah. Jason okay. Clark. Yeah. So it, t- it turns out Jason Clark has got beat up really bad, like really, really bad. Like he's bleeding everywhere. And you find out that Duke actually sent the guys to go beat him up because he found out Matthew McConaughey was going to kill him for $10 million. And he's like, no, I'm not going to let you do that. So I'm just going to maim this guy so he can't go fishing. Mm -hmm. But then Jason Clark, he came out. He's like, I want to fish. Don't forget the reason that Jason Clark was in the position to get jumped and beaten up because he went into town to this village or whatever, because he finds out and he mentions earlier in the film that you can pay $10 oh, yeah. to have sex with minors. <laughs> that, right. that was his reason. $10. And he, I think he, he used the words like you could stick it in their butts. Basically. Yeah. Is, I think is what he said. Hey, you know what? Kids making the video game, how he wants to make it. Yeah. It's another <laughs> element. of like, what He's like, is- Oh yeah. Step deck banging minors. <laughs> like what is wrong with this kid um like i i uh, yeah so they go on the boat anyway or like what is it karen wakes up and there's just blood everywhere in the hotel room and she finds him Uh and i think we think he's dead and then it turns out that no he's just beaten to shit 
like mm-hmm. to the point that like, he can barely stand. His hand is all busted and he doesn't want to go fishing. But Karen is like, and she like tries to sweet talk him in a very sexual way to get him to go. Yeah. She was like, she calls him daddy like a bunch of times. Like you can hold that rod. And Hathaway <laughs> does say daddy a lot of times a lot. in a lot. this movie. Yeah, it's it's very off putting in the sense that she's yeah. using it for. Like you can hold this big rod, can't you, Daddy? It's like okay, like what are we doing? Um, He's like, you sound like one of the kids I met last night. Oh my like, god! Again, this is all being coded by the son. Yeah, it's like fourteen year old kid just coding this. Mom has a daddy fad, a daddy fetish. Mom has a daddy fetish, fetish cheese. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you were saying, Cameron, that they finally get him. They get to the boat. That they get him on the boat, and then they go out on the boat, and then the fish come. I mean, when we're describing this movie, it sounds really boring, but that's because no, it, well, is. it is. It's just like, okay, plot, like point to point to point to point. Like it's just like the movie just happens. Like the plot just happens, and like yeah, there's the twist that's dumb, and it's like oh, it's all a video game, but like. Does that really have any impact on the story at all? No. If you're to take out the whole video game aspect, it wouldn't matter yeah. at all. Like if this, if this was just a movie where a fisherman has to save his son from a hard life by accepting money to kill the stepfather, and that was just the movie, it still wouldn't work. Mm-hmm. I, it would just be a bad movie. And then they just tried to turn it into something else with the video game element, and it I don't know if it made it worse, but it didn't enhance it. Yeah. So they go out, go out on the boat and they catch the, they get the tuna and Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. They they get justice. justice and Matthew McConaughey's he wants, he's pulling the fish and Anne Hathaway's like, give it to him, give it to him. And yeah. They, she, yeah. She goes on the boat with them this yeah. time. To make sure that he fulfills his promise. And he's like, I got the fish. I got the fish. She's like, give it to him. And then doesn't. Diane Lane's son. Yeah. I was was just about to mention that we did not talk about him. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Diane Lane's character mentions that she has a son um, that. What's his name? Dill. Dill had. No, 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 his name's uh, not Dill. No, 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 not him. That Dill had said, like, oh, like, he's a great kid. Like, he's, he's, he's good, good on the de- boat. Yeah, he's a good deckhand. Yeah, he's a good deckhand. And so, because Duke's not there this time, right? Or did he? No, no, no Duke, Duke's not Duke there. So go. he takes this kid, but he didn't want to. The kid just shows up, and he's like, my mom told me that you said you could use a hand. And again, it's the it's the island <laughs> trying to keep he's him from like, killing somebody. He's like, hey, Mr. Dill, I heard yeah. you needed help on the boat, so my mom told me to come help you. Surprise. Like, yeah, okay. and again, sure. again, it's just it's the game itself is trying to keep do anything it can to keep him from killing Jason Clark's character, yeah. and so he's like begrudgingly takes the kid on the boat and then ma- basically makes him just hide the whole time, like go up and just steer the ship or whatever he tells him. Yeah, I don't know what I don't. It, he's he's so insignificant that character. I didn't even mention him earlier because he doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, um, then he gets the tuna, and. Uh, Jason Clark's character is beating the hell up, and he's like, I can barely he's move. Like, yeah, he's like barely sitting in the chair, and he's, and he's like, like slurring his words. Give it to me. 
Give it to me. <laughs> and then Matthew McConaughey's like, I'm going to give it to you. He's like, give it to me. Give it. It's like a five-year-old like wanting his toy. And Matthew McConaughey's like, are you ready? And Anne Hathaway's like, he's ready. And then he puts the uh, the fishing pole into like this like thing around harness. Yeah. this harness yeah. around Jason Clark's wrist and he's like you ready and Jason Clark is like yeah I'm fucking ready and he lets <laughs> go of it and then Jason Clark goes Fwing! off the boat pulled down forever by he's the tuna justice killed Jason yep. Clark he got justice but wait there's more what is it? Are you gonna? Are you gonna, are you gonna tell us? I don't know if anyone else wants to. No, okay, no, yeah, go, ahead. Ahead. No, go yeah. for it. You're no, you're cooking it away. <laughs> the entire time this is happening, we are seeing flashes through the computer screen, and we see the son grab the knife. We hear yelling. We hear beating. He grabs the knife from his room. He unsheaths it, and he looks back and he walks out of his room, and we don't see anything. Except for the yelling stops and his mom stops yelling and the kid comes back into the room and he's got the knife. Oh my God. He killed the stepdad in real life and it's smart. It's good filmmaking because they also killed the dad in the video game. You see how there's like parallel structure right there. Very interesting. Wow. Wow. Never saw it coming. No, never saw it coming. He had it coming. Well, that's when he we see like coming. the we just have now it's just a bunch of VO telling us like what's happening in the real world. Yeah, just, like, let, let's show you the kids' room and tell you the entire. Actual it's like a story. news report. It's like a yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, like, it's like the news report, and it's like oh, well, this kid was he he was he killed this stepdad who they're now finding out it was in self defense. I like the I like and, the one. I was like. His co- his coding professor says that he's a stand up kid. And yeah, he would never do anything like. Kid this. makes the jankiest looking video game ever. We yeah. didn't talk about we didn't talk about what the game looks like, like yeah. the actual video game. It, it looks, looks like almost like Monument Valley ish, but like yeah. a little more scenic. It's like if there was a fishing aspect to like Wii Sports. That's what this would look like. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but you can have terrible. sex in it, so. <laughs> <laughs> Um, don't forget to mention uh, Matthew McConaughey is dead in real life. Yeah, yeah, out. yeah. He was a marine he who died. was killed in combat. Yeah, in Iraq in 06. And so wow, you remember wow. that? Wow. Very specific I, wrote, date. I wrote it down. Oh, I was like, right wow. I was like, yeah, back Iraq in 06. <laughs> <sighs> well, that's where um, and we're that's basically how the movie ends. The last thing we see yeah, is that's the. It. McConaughey picks up a payphone. We're back in the video game world. He picks uh-huh. up a payphone. His son's on the other end. He's like, Dad, I don't know what to do, but I'm going to rewrite the code so we can be together. And then now the son is in the video game. And they go on the boat together and drive off into the sunset. And we're done. Yeah, that makes no and, sense. And scene. Um, that is Serenity. That, 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 that is, is a, Serenity. That is something. Um, do you think uh, I don't want to toot our own horn here, but listening to us talk about Serenity is probably a better use of your time than actually watching the movie. Yeah, like if you if you're one of our listeners or you're a new, new listener to the show and you're one of those people that thinks, oh, I should watch this movie before I listen to their episode. You don't have to. Not this one. Well, yeah, and I, I'm glad to. we told them now at the end of yeah. it as opposed to saying. So that go at the back beginning. in time. <laughs> hey, I mean, you know what? You should. <laughs> 
you should just invert yourself. Once you get to the end of this, um, invert yourself and then go back to no, before you listen no. to this episode. What are you doing? No, there's a clear answer here. They listen to it first, and then they're like, oh, I shouldn't watch the movie before I listen to the episode. Well, since I haven't seen the movie, I should listen to the episode again now that I haven't seen the movie before. Mm, That's how we, we get double the plays. Wow. Um, look at that. This is big business. Genius. Wow. Finally putting my college degree wow. in use. Um, wow. I don't think there's going to be a lot we have to say in terms of how we think we can fix this movie. You, you can't fix this it. movie. Don't make it. Yeah. You can't it's, fix this movie. No, there's nothing we can do to make this movie better. We just need to wash our hands of it. With that in mind, it is time to find out what the refunds are looking like. This is about $9. This was only 2019, so the average ticket price was like $9.16. So let's call it $9 for us. Um, with that in mind, Cameron, you pick Serenity. What are you thinking? I mean, see, I'm going to be honest. I don't – I obviously, this movie's bad. But I don't think it's bad in the point where I'm like, hey, I want a refund, you know? Um, because it's just – it's boring and it's dumb. But like you said, Joel, like they're – like you – I'm sure you hear me talk about this movie compared to when I talk about a movie like The Greatest Showman or collateral beauty you know um i'm very passionate about how bad those movies are this movie i'm not very passionate about how bad it is because it's just kind of like it's just bad you know mm-hmm. um like it like it's not offensively bad it's dumb as hell and i can't believe they got it made and but like would i be mad if i saw this in the theaters no, because I wasn't like, because it's just a bad movie, you know. Uh, so I'm gonna go out on a limb and say something a little controversial. And that's I'm probably not gonna ask for a refund for this movie. I I don't know what to say to that. I really don't. <laughs> I really don't, Joel. What are you gonna do? Um, yeah. So I'm on a very similar page to Cameron with different results. Um, I will ask for the full refund back on this. Um, I same way. I when I finished this, I wasn't angry about watching it, um, but it, it was just it was so boring and bad, and like the attempt at the twist didn't hit, and it just like it was just it, like you said. I mean, it was just a really bad movie. And again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, this is not something I would have ever seen in theaters because. When I watched the trailer, I'm like, oh, well, it's not really interesting to me. So this show is the only reason I would have ever seen this movie. Yeah. Um, and I'm upset that we had to watch it for the for show, that. you know? Yeah. Like I like I said, I'm not angry about it, but it was definitely bad to the point where I, I thought to myself, like, if I saw this in theaters, I, I would have been a bit upset about it, you know? Yeah. Cam, I just want to I just want to clarify something with you. Mm-hmm. Um so these are the following movies that you gave refunds to and not Serenity. Okay, yeah. Um, and I understand your premise, where you're coming from, but I want yeah. to read these to you to see if Wait, maybe these are the movies he did ask for he a asked for He asked for some sum of refund on all of these films. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just want to see if hearing that list would maybe change your position. It might not, but I'm curious. He said, I'm going to sway you. <laughs> no, I, I'm not going to sway. I'm just going to give him the numbers. Um, these are the movies. Greatest Showman, Kirk Cameron Saving Christmas, a Wrinkle in Time, After Earth, Collateral Beauty, Couples Retreat, Aloha. So yep. you, so this movie is 
like I know this isn't something you would watch again, but you would be more inclined to ask for your money back on all those other films than Serenity. Absolutely. Interesting. Okay. Uh, absolutely. Uh, all of those me. movies I had a, a after coming after being done watching them, I was upset. I was angry that I yeah. wasted time. Yeah. And it was just like it like it elicited an emotional response from me i see where serenity it washed over you whatever yeah yeah it just washed right over you in one ear out the it's like the lemmings march you march in you watch the movie you march out you never think about it again exactly okay i get it i get where you're coming from then um with that said uh this was not a fun time to watch this movie i would never see it again i wouldn't recommend it to anybody and i would like my full refund of the night after seeing it so We'll get a little update here on our refund totals. We're about are you, almost like three months in now or something like that. We're getting uh, close. Probably, yeah. Um, it's been changing for three months, yeah. So Cameron has the lowest refund total right now at $54. Baffling. Uh, Look at that. Yeah. yeah. The next closest is you, Joel, at $64.75. $64.75 for Joel. And then I am sitting in the lead with a cool $69. We're pretty close, honestly. Yeah, we're, Cameron. Cameron is a decent amount lower than the two yeah, of us. Yeah, yeah. What 10, 10, About ten lower mm-hmm. than ten from you, fifteen <clears throat> from me. Mm-hmm. So we're all we got a long way to go, though. So with all that in mind, we've started doing suggestions of movies that you should watch. Serenity being one, you shouldn't. These are movies that we think would be a good time for y'all to check out. Joel, why don't you go first this week? Yes, I am going to f- pick a Steven Spielberg film that I am very uh, I adore very much and that is going to be Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Mm. I love that film. Um I feel like it's like underrated by the general public but like adored by the film community. Um and I just think more people should see that. So if you've never seen it, Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Cool. Cam, what do you got for <clears throat> us? Yeah, so I'm going to go with a movie that is absolutely stunning called the neon demon i thought you were gonna say zendaya yeah it's called zendaya <laughs> oh neon demon i never saw that he, i did want to check did, it out he did watch malcolm and maria i, I did, did watch out. malcolm oh, and maria. He did. not a good movie yeah we'll save that for another um, time <laughs> not a terrible movie but um not a good movie but i did watch it um but yeah no the movie i recommend is the neon demon understand going into it this is a very odd movie, and I cannot tell you. I, I, I can tell you that not everyone's going to like it. However, I think it is an excellent movie, in my opinion. So, dude, I almost wish you went first because I almost picked Drive. Oh, and really? Ha- wow. Had you got had you gone first, I would have probably changed my mind and gone back to using Drive. That would have been funny. Wow, yeah, look at that. My choice is going to tie in with something else that we've done recently. We've talked about it earlier on this show. I'm going to suggest that people check out Tenet. Okay. I didn't think that I would be the first of the three of us to recommend people go see Tenet. Um, But I think it's a fun movie and it's got a good cast. It's available on iTunes now to check out for a reduced rate. So if you're somebody that hasn't been able to go to the theaters, but you really wanted to see it, I would recommend it. Um, And if you look forward to learning more about Tenet, uh, go check us out on the Celluloid Jam podcast coming out later this week as well. Zach and Casey did a great job running down that film with us. Um, so those are our recommendations. You'll see those on our socials. 
coming up. Uh, socials again, of course, at Refund Pod. You check us out Instagram, Twitter, all of our socials. Accounts. Discord. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Joel, we're on we Discord ju- now. Yeah. Joel just set up a Discord for us. So if you want to join our uh, small but growing community of fa- uh, film fans to talk about all the stuff we talk about on the show and then some stuff, some other projects that are coming out, some films that are people are talking about. Yeah. Come talk to us about those too. Yeah, it's it's still very new. Like Ryan said, we just launched it. Um, so we may not have a ton of folks in there yet, but we're we're trying to build that community. We think it's gonna be a really fun spot for us to, you know, interact with everybody and for others to interact with one another. Yeah, so go check us out. If you want some information on that, you can go to our Instagram page. We have a post up there that tells you a little more about the Discord. DM us if you need to. Yeah. And however you want to get in there. We'd love to love to talk to everybody uh about the show. Um so with all that said, we have our episode next week coming up. There is a reason that we are going off base a little bit where none of the three of us are picking the film we're doing for our next episode because we all agree that there's something happening in the film industry that seems like the right time for us to do this film. This is a film that originally was on the short list for us to do as our very first episode, but... After we talked it over, we thought that this would be the more appropriate time to do it. So our film <sighs> next week is going to be the Joss Whedon-directed Justice League film. I never <laughs> wanted to watch this movie. Have, have you not Wait, seen so it you've at never all? seen it? No. Oh, interesting. Oh, you're in for a treat. I <laughs> never wanted to watch this movie. You're gonna have to, you're gonna be watching a lot of Justice League over the next couple know, of I years. Hate couple weeks. <laughs> I hate it. When does it come out? March fifth. What the our, no, the 13th. I'm sorry, the 13th is yeah, when we get The Snyder that. Cut comes the out Snyder on the cut. 13th. So before you check out the Snyder Cut, we will have this episode released about the Joss Whedon version so you can see what an awful version of the Justice League looks like before you see a maybe less awful version I was going to say, League. you can see an awful version before you see an awful version. Yeah, mm-hmm. basically, yeah. I'm hoping it's better. This but. movie is not... Oh, man, I hate... I hate dc fanboys we're gonna we're gonna Ah. oh save it for next week it's gonna be a fun joker is the best movie of the year oh well those guys are right though right shut up (laughs) so so triggered right now he is he's upset joker is cinema so everybody that concludes this week's episode of the i'd like a refund podcast thank you for listening we got some cool episodes coming along the way outside of our justice league episode stay tuned for the feed for that you can check us out anywhere you find your podcast apple Podcasts, spotify and all others thank you again and we'll see you next time